This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD, If you are an athlete or even an everyday person and you suffer from chronic pain or you want to just heal quicker and quicker, no, heal quicker and have like a sound mind, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com and they have a whole slew of products there from roll-ons to tonics to massage oils to anything you want. It's good stuff. They sent me a shipment recently. I've been starting to take it and I actually feel the results from it. So it's, they, they dub it CBD for athletes, but really it's CBD for anyone. So go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com and enter promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off your next shipment. And also go to poppyapparel.com. If you are a woman that's listening to the show, they have everything from clothing to apparel to everything from top to bottom that a woman wears. Enter promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. They have shipping worldwide, but free shipping over sales of $50 or more. And if you want to support me directly, go to wehavemerch.com. You could buy the podcast mugs, women's tees, men's tees, black or white, any size from small to triple XL, I believe. They also ship worldwide. And obviously, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and go to podbros.com. I'm a part of their network. You can listen to my show there along with a bunch of other shows. And if you shop on Amazon, click on the Podbros Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds, free of charge. Helps them out, helps me out. So this week, I have someone I haven't talked to, so... We'll get right into it, but he is the creator and director of Zombie with a Shotgun, Mr. Hilton Ariel Ruiz. Hey, what's going on? How are you doing, Steve? How's everybody? I'm doing all right. Yourself, sir. How are you on this? I'm in Toronto, so it's a pretty gloomy day. I don't know where parts... I think you're in yeah, New same, York. Yeah, same thing here. Okay. New York is raining. It's raining back and forth. It's uh, storms coming in, so it's uh, one of those gloomy... Uh, days, which is uh, pretty cool, not bad. I'd rather have that in snow, to tell you the truth. You know what? What I always say is you don't have to shovel rain, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, you're right about that. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into this because um tell you the truth, before uh, we started following each other on Twitter, I had no idea what Zombie w- with a Shotgun was. 
All right. So I'm sure some of the listeners probably don't know either. So from your perspective, because you created this thing, you get it right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. What is Zombie with a Shotgun? Well, Zombie with a Shotgun is basically, uh, it would started off um, about five to six years ago as a web series. Okay. So, a year, you know, a couple of years ago, like five or six years ago, you know, people were starting to go in the whole, you know, doing, that's when like web series started and started to get like really, you know, uh, popular. People felt that that was a way to get in and into a bigger project afterwards, if being successful. So me doing a lot of projects and films, you know, I got with my friends and, you know, my active friends and everybody and said, Hey, look, you know, I love all genres, you know, but, you know, horror genre, you know, at that moment that I was working on, I was dabbling into it. And I said to myself, let me, every, every person that's into like horror, you know, always wants to take, tell the interpretation of the zombie, you know, the interpretation of the zombie films. Right. So I wanted to tell my interpretation of the zombies. And at that point, I wanted to basically make sort of kind of like a point of view of the zombie, uh, okay. where the zombie um, was not the typical, you know, uh, I need brains, I want to eat brains, and becomes, you know, this sort of like, you know, brain dead person that just walks around, the living dead, basically, right? That's what it is, right? So I wanted right. to basically take my own interpretation, where there was a twist to it. There was a love story also, and it was a point of view of this zombie that basically has some sort of intelligence in him. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, it started off as, as a web series, and I felt like, you know, in order to tell that kind of a story, you needed a little bit more time to flesh out the story. And I think the number one thing of all of it is, is budget-wise, money-wise, you need to tell a story. So we went in to do the first episode, and, you know, we, we had no idea that um, it would got, it would it just just dropping the first episode was really important. It was really massive because right. that was the wave of what, you know, we are still doing today because of that first episode. Enough. And if nobody haven't seen the first episode, you just could Google Zombie with a Shotgun. The first episode will pop up, and um, you can look at a YouTube Vimeo. You can be able to see, you know, either or. So what happened is, you know, we started dropping the other episodes, and the wave just, con- you know, started to continue. And we, you know, I'd never had really the chance to really flesh out the story. Um, it was very unexpected that the the wave of the fans that was uh, really interested in designing with a shotgun was going to be, you know, it was going to be that popular. Right. So, you know, um, you know, we did a five episodes, you know, there's, there, there, there's a lot of cool stuff in the episodes, but you know, the main thing is the story was never really fleshed out because, you know, they're like four, four and a half minute long, um, episodes. Okay. And there after that, you know, it was like, okay, you know, what are we going to do now? We have five episodes. Of course, the first one is the one that just you know, made this thing just really, you know, very popular and, and I'm getting all these articles, these interviews, these podcasts and everything. I'm like, now what? What do I do? You know? <laughs> so I, I just, at that point, you know, I still was pretty confused of what should I do, but I kept on continuing to do other projects. You know, I've done other, I, you know, I jumped on another web series, you know, called 666. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you saw the four sixes. And, um, you know, that got popular, but it came back to people always asking, so, what are you doing next to Zombie with a Shotgun? Right. And, you know, I think that the craze of the zombie, uh, uh, you know, very popular now. I think it's, uh, it's, it's become, of course, Walking Dead actually helped that. It, yeah. it became um, part of, 
American pop culture, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, you have hamburger, you know, cheeseburgers, milkshakes, football, <laughs> basketball, baseball, zombies, you know, yeah. it's part of that pop culture now, you know, and um, so, I, you know, that, that definitely helped the popularity of, of, of the zombies and stuff like that. Right. So I kept on questioning myself, is it my project, though? Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot of other friends that I had that did zombie projects and they would come up to me and say, Dave, you know, they'd be like, hey, you know. Why is that yours is so much, you know, popular than mine? You know, I did a zombie project. I did a zombie series. What's going on? Right. Um, and I think maybe because of the twist. The twist is the basically that, you know, it's a point of view of a zombie. It was a love story. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It worked. It clicked, you know, with the, with the actors, the, the crew, the cast, everybody. You know, it's always a team, you know, that makes everything click. Of course. So... I started getting a lot of calls, of, of course, from, like, producers and everything, what I'm going to do with it and everything like that. And I wasn't sure. You know, I was trying to see if I could get, you know, financing to, to make a bigger project. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of course, it's, it's pretty hard when somebody wants to take your farm away and just, you know, leave you with the freaking, you know, pig. Right. You know, so I, 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 there was not a lot of good, you know, choice to go with that. Mm-hmm. But I was approached by a, a really uh, um, known comic book artist okay. by the name of Simone uh, Guglielmini, who is, you know, responsible or he's the one who did a series called Near Death with Image Comics and he's done other stuff. Okay. And him and I hit it off really online, social media, and I'm just telling him, look, you know, be, I love your work. He says, I love your work. So it just clicked. I said, hey, you know, it'd be great if you could come on board and help me out, you know, do this first issue I was on with a shotgun and see if it would take off. Of course. And, you know, I, I, I wrote the script. We started talking back and forth on the, you know, we sending the script back and forth, reading it. And he, he was glad that he did it. And um, with, that's when the comic book started to come about. Right. And it started to get a little bit more popular. So, of course, the next one is the feature film. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to get the feature film? Remember, this, this started like five or six years ago. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm not mistaken. I think it's exactly six years. Okay. So two years ago, um, we decided to go crowdfunding. Um, you know, trying to go, you know, trying to get investments and producers to come in. I just didn't think it was the right way to go because I didn't want people to take the project. Mm. And with all the work that I've done, I felt like that I would be leaving the fans. You know, uh, it would it wouldn't be great. You know, I wanted to give the fans the film that they you know were hoping that I was going to do. Of course. And that's why I went about to, to go and do a crowdfunding, um, get investors to come on board, you know, and that takes, you know how it is, that takes about two years uh, raising the money back and forth, even though we haven't finished. The first time around, the first round, we didn't pick up all the monies, but right. we finally did. And we, you know, we shot the feature and we are basically about six weeks away That's from awesome. basically um, having the film uh, ready, completed and done, ready to screen. That is awesome. And so what's the next step? How, do you screen it in front of people? Do you already have buyers? What's going on? Or are you releasing so it on your own? The next step is, um, the next step is, yeah, basically, what do I do? I definitely want to get a screening out here in New York City for everybody that worked on the film. Right. And have, you know, like a, a world premiere. Mm-hmm. I, was, I'm, I, I was hoping that I would have the film, you know, ready by last year during the end of the year to have a, a world premiere during, you know, uh, during like Halloween, around Halloween. Oh yeah. And I know I could wait now, and wait for Halloween to like around October to get into these horror festivals. But that's a, right. too much of a wait. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I figured that since the film is going to be done, 
you know, and like I said, in, in four to six weeks, uh, I just, you know, take it right now in my hands and just have, you know, if there's a festival, I'm actually looking at festivals. I'm not 100% sure which one, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to see if there's a festival that's nearby, you know, in the, in the next two to three months where I could screen it as a world premiere or I just do it myself, have it as a world premiere here in New York and, um, you know, have festivals also take it in and same time who I'm going to go as a distribution, you know, and that's the whole yeah. key now of being an independent filmmaker now, you know, yeah. and that's like years before it was really hard to, um, actually make money. You know, that is, that's, that's, that's what we always talk about is making money. Mm-hmm. And now there's a lot of outlets that you could do, you know, you self-distribute. Yes, it's really hard. Yeah. You, know, you need money to promote, but then if you have somebody that takes your film as a distribution company, who knows how long they will take that film to release it. I mean, take it and say, hey, we'll release it this month, next month, maybe next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now independent filmmakers have a lot more control of that. But it's, there's a lot of choices, you know. So once that, you know, the main thing is once the film is right in my hands, ready to screen, you know, there I couldn't, there's a lot of options, you know, a, a show, you know, I could screen the film for distributors and see what they say and go with the best option, the best for the film. But if I feel like it's not, I will definitely go and, um, uh, self-distributed myself here, especially in the States, domestically-wise. And uh, if I want to go international, maybe that would be a different option, different choice. Right. Yeah. Of course. Okay, so you said you're from New York. So did you film Zombie with the Shotgun in New York, or did you go to L.A.? Or, yes, or? yes, yes. That, 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 that was uh, one of the key um, uh, components, I would say, in the film, because, you know, it's a, it's a zombie film, but there's not too many, you know, zombie films shot here in new york city okay and um you know it helped out you know the landscape of course you know the (laughs) new york helps a lot when you're in new york city definitely that helps so what's the most like what's the weirdest or funny thing that that happened while you guys were recording when we were shooting um i mean it was we we had a really great time shooting the film um you know i wouldn't say it was really a lot of funny part funny times because (laughs) Uh, un- unfortunately, when we shot, we shot the film. We, we had like two weeks to shoot the film, but and that one of the uh, like eight days straight was the hottest eight days in that that summer. It was all like nine, oh. 95 and over. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and and it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't um, you know fun. <laughs> right. Even though at the end, you know, even though at the end it was it was you know we all had a blast, but the weather was a killer because everywhere we went, the ACs, you know wasn't working the right. facility didn't have an ac um oh, so it, it was a big it was a it was a big problem with that um but i haven't really thought about it. you know it's actually um a question no one's ever asked me I, mean, I have to really think about that one i may come back to you with that with yeah no answer. problem like anything like even if it's something that happened with makeup or one of the uh the actors flubbing their lines or just something bad luck happened It's not, and it's, nothing is coming across my mind at the moment. No worries. Okay, so how, what inspired yeah. you to to make this, I guess, the web series as it started? Was it just your love for zombies? And, and you all, you know, the whole thing was that, you know, I, I, we, you know, I, I, uh, Braden, who is the, the the lead actor in the series and who also is the lead actor in the film, mm-hmm. you know, him and I know each other. We were talking back and forth of what we would should 
you know, would it be cool if we would work together and do a, uh, a film together? Right. And we had two series that we were working that that I came up with. Okay. Um, which was the six 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 and the zombie with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he's actually um, both of them. Even though uh, the other series, each episode is a different story. It was in the very first one. Right. And again, being that from horror. A lot of like horror filmmakers always had an interpretation, their own interpretation of the zombie genre, mm-hmm. and um, I just wanted to, you know, give it a different twist. On you know, I was tired of that whole scene of the whole zombie, uh, you know, um, you know, let's run away, let's hide, you right. know, the zombies are here, you know. I wanted to tell the story of the zombie. What about him? What about the guy that's sick? <laughs> it's no one true. really cares that the guy. No one really cares that the guy has a virus. Let's <laughs> help that guy. You know, so this is like run, you know, so, um, yeah, so that, 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 you know, came upon also, you know, to, you know, talking about that, touching on that point, mm-hmm. you know, that, that started, um, with me, you know, growing him here in New York city in the, in, in the early eighties, that whole story kind of like resembled, resembled to me with AIDS virus and, and, and how HIV and AIDS hit New York city so powerful. Yeah, and how people were just scaring away. Mm-hmm. No one really cared about the guy that was actually sick, right? You know, and um, you know, there were even even cases that you know some doctors didn't even know what was going on. They would just stay away from me, right? And we tend to forget that the guy who's sick, you know, and and coming back to always zombie with a shotgun, it, 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 it you know, a lot of that, you know, when when going into writing and writing scripts and even writing the comic book series, you mm-hmm. know. I have to go back to that because of what was really going on during that that early years of that decade. Right. Uh, um, it was definitely um, something to to put into the story as some of like you know uh, what really kind of was to people a sort of like deadly like a zombie virus that people just wanted to run away, like, no way, let's hide from them. Don't yeah, come near me. It's so true. So that was my whole thing. I wanted to tell the point of view of the guy that was sick, the guy who had the virus. What about him? Why no one cared about these guys? They have a story too. Of course, everyone has a freaking story if you think yeah. about it, right? So that that's you know that that was main the mainly thing, and you know of course the whole element of you know of of the love story helps a lot, you know and. Um, that that was uh, definitely one of the key, you know, elements of the project as well. So, do you only do horror, or do you dabble in other genres as well? Um, you, you know, it's so funny because I've done so many. You know, I've done documentaries, oh, comedy, okay. you know, dramas. You know, I've done everything, and uh, horror probably was like the last kind of like genre that I haven't even, you know. Um, you know, over you know, doing being in film, doing over twenty years. Right. It's it interesting that you know I never went into horror like that, and it was, you know, and horror is a really good way to get into the industry because you know, it is the most popular genre mm-hmm. when it comes to rentals like Netflix. And, oh, you know, right. Streaming wise, it is the number one genre for all that. Mm-hmm. You know, is uh, you don't you don't um, need that a list actor to sell your film. You That's know? true. The, the scare is the you know, the main thing, you know. The, 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 you know, people, you know, want to get scared. Right, of course. <laughs> or just people want to, you know, be able to 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 experience those elements of fear, scared, you know, being scared and 
being gross and mm-hmm. seeing, you know, gore. You know, they love those things. And uh, like I said, it was the last the last genre that, that um, you know, like I said, I've done basically every single genre. Horror was here. And I said, you love what? I, I you know I love horror. I love, again, I, I think there's no such thing as a favorite genre. There's always, it's, as long as the story is told very well and it's good, it doesn't matter what genre it is. Right. But, I, you know, I said, let me just do horror. Let me get into it. You know, uh, growing up also, like I said, in the early early 80s and everything with all those horror films that you used to watch years and you know, over and over yep. all those years. Same here. I said, let me, yeah, I said, let me, you know, let me go into this. And um, I know it very well, you know. Um, and, you know, it, it, it turned out to be something that was uh, good for me because uh, after, you know, um, jumping into the horror started to, you know, my work started to get more recognized and, and started to get more popular in my work. And, of mm-hmm. course, with Zombie with a Shotgun, it helped a lot. Where you know, I'm now here with you talking about it. Yeah, no kidding. So, what made you want to do this for a living then? What what, <laughs> what was the key moment in your life? You're like, I want to make movies. Mm, good question. Um. Well, you know, I, I I would have to say, you know, when being, you know, I, I grew up in a really large family. Okay. You know, I grew up with six kids. I was oh, wow. the youngest one at home. That's crazy. And my you know my parents and um, I had my aunt who lived with me also she raised me okay and during that time you know you you had six kids in the house mm-hmm. and it was not too many things you could do right you know <laughs> right you can't really do a lot of things with six brat kids you know especially going somewhere and making so much noise yeah no kidding you know what is the cheapest place I mean now it's not cheap anymore to go to the movies Jesus. but back then it was cheap yeah that's true and and it was a way to keep the kids quiet <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so you know so every weekend my family went to the movies okay and it was a weekend thing that we did you know just to all of us to shut up and not go crazy you know and we had right. it was equal we had three boys and we had three girls six okay. people all together right it was like a Brady Bunch there you go so, um, so you know, the three girls were together, the three boys were together. You know? yep. <laughs> so it, it's, there was a lot of stuff going on, you know. So <laughs> we we would go to the movies every single weekend. Okay. And, you know, it's so funny because now, you know, I, I sometimes talk to, you know, when I watch a movie, like, for example, Indiana Jones, I say, hey, yeah. you know what? You know, somebody that's, of course, a new person that wasn't born during that era. Yeah. Oh, this is a great movie. And I would tell him, i say, you know what? I saw that movie in a movie theater. Yeah, and it's so funny because every time I notice I'm saying that every movie I'm looking at that screens from the '80s, I laugh and say, "Damn, right. I remember going to the movies. I saw that in a movie theater. I saw wow. that in a movie theater. I can name you all the great movies that I can say, wow, I saw that. You yeah, know? I saw all the Star Wars movies. That's everybody. crazy. Everybody laughs at me because that's my thing. I'm like, yeah. Hey, you <laughs> so know what? Then we have something in common because I've watched every single Star Wars movie in the theater as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so no worries, man. You're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, and it was a thing that you know kept on going kept on going and, and and then my my uh my cousin was into it a lot and he used to buy these uh you know these books a lot of science fiction books and star wars books that time and right. and you know um just it was it was just him just uh i looked up to him a lot okay and um i used to read them look at them and we used to you know at that time he's always like to draw illustrate stuff and everything like that right and, and um I think it just grew on me, and um, 
we we had a camera. He bought a he bought a uh, one of those huge you know doofy uh, high eight cameras okay. that actually took the VHS tapes. If you remember those. Oh yes, the ones you you yes, put over yes. your shoulder. And then, uh, uh, you know the VHS, and we used to use it. We used to film ourselves. We used to film doing stuff. And right. So you know he he was a guy that wanted to be into also directing and everything. Oh, okay. And then um, it ended up that I took it over. I was like, oh, man, I like this. I want to do this. I started playing with the camera. Then I got my own camera, and I started getting my friends. So I got a camera, and then just grew up with an obsession just from, just off of default, I would say. You know, just us going oh, to wow. movies, us, you know, getting a camera and playing with it and just realizing, right. you know. I would say about like when I was 14 or 15 when I finally bought my own camera. Okay. I got my bunch of my friends, and we shot this film. And the whole neighborhood, you know, I was really, my neighborhood that I grew up in, we, we all, was so many kids here. Right. Like, you know, we used to hang on like 20 or 25 people at one shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we shot a film and everybody in the neighborhood was like, oh my God, it was so good. It was, <laughs> it was amazing and everything. Right. Um, and um, everybody just knew me at that time. I think that helped too because everybody said, oh, the guy who makes movies, the guy who makes movies. Mm-hmm. So it stayed with me like 14 in 15, 16, and in high school, I took filmmaking, and then um, right. that's it. I said to myself, I love this. This is what I love, mm-hmm. um, and I want to do this for the rest of my life. Even though it's a hard, it's, it definitely is a hard, um, you know, to, to make money. I like to a lot of young people that tell me, you know, right. is it, you know, that tell me it's really difficult. You really have to love the art. You know, you have to really love it and you want to make this to a living because there's uh-huh. a lot of difficult times, you know. When I was in my twenties, it was really hard. It was difficult, you know what I mean. So that's that. But it, it grows back. Just it was just a love. It was just a love. I'm starting from day one when I was a child. So mm-hmm. now I'm still loving it to this day. Nothing has ever changed, you know. And you know what? And it's important because to me, it shows. I think the best creators and directors and producers and all that stuff are the ones who actually love doing it because it shows in their art as well. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So. You you touched on it six 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 is that enough sixes four sixes yeah it's four sixes okay. basically uh, when, so, so what when, is this yeah this, it was about uh, so it was like kind of like a, 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 a you know homage from again back in the eighties when you know how everybody you know the baby six 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 or right but, you know I did a lot of research I mean there was always stories that person was born on the six of sixty six right <laughs> okay but yeah. no one's really really done something. Um, of, of, of lately, like in the past, I don't know, like, like, you know, again, this was about five or six years ago, we was, okay. we was doing something and no one has ever talked, no one's ever did anything about the person that, you know, about that whole, I think a lot of people thought it was quirky, cheesy to do that. So mm-hmm. I said, Hey, <laughs> let's make, I'm going to make a web series, which every single episode would be different, different cast. But the same premises where this evil presence of this evil entity mm-hmm. that has an urban legend that was born on 6666. Right. And the urban legend is where he was the born, he was the devil himself. And okay. there's just stories that everybody wants to know about if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. So there's four episodes actually. And there's three episodes out now that you could go online and watch them. Okay. And, um, well, the fourth one, um, that one was never released because I always wanted, I'll go back to that. So there's, there's three episodes. Um, it was actually featured also on Eli Roth's, uh, Eli Roth's, uh, uh, 
website, oh, nice. Crip Horror and, and, and Crip TV, um, which was pretty interesting. And um, it was a uh, each story. Each story is different. Okay. The same premises. It's the same um, sort of uh, evil entity of this guy that was born in that day. Okay. So again, like the first episode, it talks. Uh, it gives you a little bit of the origins. It tells you uh, what what you know. You have the first stories about these college kids that goes out to mm-hmm. do a documentary on this story, and then you got the second second stories about these the location that this evil person uh, um, lies um, is being. Um, Somebody's there taking a photo, photo, uh, a photo shoot at that location. Right. A third one is brought by, brought to sacrifice somebody at that location. So it has these three different interesting stories that you go and check it out. Yeah. And that was the main thing. The main thing was to have um, an episode that was different. Okay. It wasn't, you know, so each person would, if you didn't like the first episode, you would like mm-hmm. the second episode. And that's gotcha. what I yeah. was the love about it, but a lot of people would say, oh, my favorite episode is this. Right. You know, I'm telling what's your favorite episode out of three of them. And everyone has a different sort of, you know, which episode they like. That's awesome. So yeah. the fourth episode never never released because mm-hmm. I wanted to go back and use it as a promotional tool if I was going to go raise money and go out there and say, hey, look, we're raising money for – you know, to make this into a future film, because yeah. when it appeared on the Eli Roth site, it did get a little exposure where people were, were approaching me mm-hmm. and saying, hey, what's this about? Do you have a full length script on this? And I did. Right. We'd like to invest in this project and everything. And of course, you get that whole, you know, that whole, um, you know, everyone's crazy. Everyone's pumped. Everyone's, yeah, hey, we could do this. We could do that and everything. We were really close too. there was one investor that was really looked like he was going to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is. They just disappear or money never comes through <laughs> the same old story always happens so right. my whole thing was to promote it with the fourth episode okay um so i'm still holding that um i think that i'm gonna actually release it probably after the zombie shotgun because uh i feel like you, you know what it's, you know I'll, I'll just give it to the fans so just release that one and um, but i'm gonna wait i don't want to take anything away from zombie with a shotgun mm-hmm. and plus it, it will course. lose its uh it's interest, especially that we're coming to the end with Zombie Shotgun. No, most definitely. Okay, so you've come up with, I guess, two original well, uh, IPs, I guess it's safe to say, with Zombie with a Shotgun and Six. I would definitely six, six, say six, six, intellectual six. property right now is Zombie with a Shotgun, yeah. Because okay, so have, when you're going through yeah. the process, like, okay, you sort of already touched on it a bit, so I don't want to ramble too much on it. Like, you, mm-hmm. your love for zombies, and then you want the perspective of that zombie. But if it wasn't like zombie something, if you just had to start something from scratch... Like your process of trying to come up with something so horrific that you could turn it into a movie. Like I've always wondered how people like yourself and even like you mentioned Eli Roth and people like on the genre of horror. How do you come up with this like sort of evilness? I don't know if that's the right word, but like the, the macabre, the like the horror genre. Like and just it just blows my mind how you could go that depth into something and just pull out like all this evilness and gore and storytelling just from I guess horror. Yeah, I think, you know, it has to be the fact that, you know, uh, I think it all comes down with where, where, you know, how you was raised, what's your background, um, okay. what you was exposed to in life, you know, like a lot, a lot of horror fans or horror directors, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes their, their faith is what, you know, you know, uh, creates these horror stories where, you know, sometimes a lot of like, of course, you know, being like being Latin, you got a lot of these Latin 
folk uh, folktale stories. <laughs> yep. These these urban legends that you grow up with. Yep. And a lot of times you're like, oh man, that'd be cool with a movie, and then you get a lot more ideas, and you get a little more, uh, you know, starts to spin your head because you hear these stories over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where it comes with you know for me I think that's number one. I think also me living in New York City, um, exposed to a lot of like the real horrors of here in New York um, it was really oh, dangerous. It was, it was a horror itself. It was a scary <laughs> movie itself. So a, a lot of um, you exposed to a lot of those uh, crazy things, uh, which I was, you know, growing up in New York City, you know. So I was really, really experienced into that. I seen all those things, and just being exposed to horror films. And yeah, that's just true stories too. and it just combines to one that you start to figure out that, huh, you know, you, you start to love that stuff. And it is a good question you ask, you know, where does that come from? And how about uh, this that, for a follow up? Have you ever come up with an idea that you felt so guilty that you were like, no, 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 I can't even put this on, on paper? Yeah, I, I, there are so <laughs> many ideas. You, you know, it's, it's, it's sad, you know. I wouldn't say it's sad, but you know, it's the fact that, you know, there, there, there are uh, projects that won't be looked at, or you may be judged for it, or you may, you know, not be looked on or be serious because it's, it's too horrifying. It's mm-hmm. too exactly violent, you know? right. So you right. have to play that game of just what makes sense, what sells, what what works for the masses. Mm-hmm. I always feel like you know, maybe after the fact that you're like you know a very successful filmmaker and you have those risks that you could possibly take down the road, such as like a Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was he was so successful. He's like, all right, I'm going to take the risk now. And you know, the risk was worthwhile. You know, oh shit, yeah. His career, you know, he, he did he did his thing already. Yeah, did his his career already. So no at kidding. that point, when people, I don't want a Mel Gibson no more. It's like he already did his thing. Yeah. I know. Um, I think he's one of the um, uh, underrated uh, directors of all time, uh, and um, so you know it's something like that. You know, right. you, so you, you can't really you know bring those out to to, to the masses because you're afraid that you know you might be uh, not welcome. <laughs> you know what? It's it's so true because yeah, like I see it too. Because for me, I guess when my jaw dropped the most, like I've, of course I grew up on '80s horror and the whole slash. Uh, genre horror slash whatever great fantastic but then when eli roth came around and even to a certain extent with rob zombie bringing out that so much goreness from it and it's like how did someone approve this and how do people le- actually enjoy watching this but uh, to tell you the truth i love it yeah yeah so do i i love it too you know i i, I love like i said i love all genres i don't discriminate against one so oh, i hate that genre i hate this you know even though they put that <laughs> into like a new genre called Gorno, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, so, you know, I, I like it. I like it. It's just, you know, if the story is good, it doesn't really matter. It's true. As long as the story fits and works and, you know, um, and, and, you know, you see the people put a lot of work to it and you appreciate it. You're like, you know, these people went out and they did a lot of work on it. You know, they, it wasn't something that they were doing just to, hey, let's just do it. You know, they, they did it and they put their, their time and effort to it, you know, and um, I appreciate stuff like that. It's really good. No, of course. Okay, so 80s horror movies. Huge yes. fan. What's your favorite yes. uh, series or single film from the 80s, I guess? Oh, my God. If you have a gun to your head, you're on an island. Which movies would you bring with you? How about that? Uh, you know what's so funny? <laughs> this morning I woke up, I wanted to watch Dead Zone. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I right. wanted to watch Dead Zone. Um, 
I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> I saw Dead Zones wanted them. Uh, I'm not sure if it was really early 80s. Maybe it could have been like 86, maybe. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, but still, it's 80s. Yeah, that's um, 80s. I definitely, you know, Halloween wasn't done in the early 80s, but definitely Halloween 1 and 2 and 3. Close <laughs> enough, yeah. Um, uh, Even early 90s, I guess, because that's safe to say. That was all the one, that was the big golden era for horror movies, right? Uh, they're both, both. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I mean, they're, they're both. I mean, it, it all depends. Uh, I mean, like early, uh, late 80s did have a lot of stuff, um, you know, you know, Exorcist you have to bring with you, even though that was done oh. also in the early you know, 70s. Yeah, like that 70s. was, yeah. I have to bring, the, I have to bring that. Um, wow. Um, depends how you feel, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, 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 I uh, let me think, I'm thinking. But yeah, that's um, the ones that come right in my head right now. I mean, there's so many, you know, we could go any of, uh, you know, Dario, uh, Agantos films, you know, uh, any one of those would be great, you know, just for like, you know, design and, and feel and look. Those, mm-hmm. those are brilliant. Um, for me, it would have to be, uh, obviously the listeners are, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. To me, I, I don't know why I fell in love with it. The whole Freddy Krueger gimmick. It was, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. You it was see, gold I, for me. I, I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I wouldn't have seen because I kept thinking in. Yeah, how can I forget about Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. See, again, I grew up on the hack and slash. So Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. you mentioned it, Halloween. Even, uh, it's not really hack and slash. Again, I guess it's towards the gore because part one was pretty gory. Uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many damn films. You just got to think. It's like, how many movies that I've seen? And Jesus same thing with Christ. zombies. There's so many <laughs> zombies. I know. And the zombie genre alone is just another category that there's so many types yeah, of movies so out there, right? Yeah, so many of them. So many. Return of the Living Dead. Like, you know, I always watched the other day. <laughs> <laughs> See? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's amazing, you know. Um, you know, you have a lot of those grindhouse films, too. That's right. Yes. Uh, that's considered yeah, it's horror. Just, it's just amazing, you know. And no one, you know talks about them as much i mean people do talk about them but you know they're not mainstream films because they were like you know like the cannibal, <laughs> the cannibal. right <laughs> you know those those are like awesome films you know but like i don't think a lot of mainstream people know about those you know crazy groundhouse films that was just brutally like violent they were how about yeah. the the scream series were you a fan of those um i think uh i started uh, screen one and two I saw, but I'm not going to lie to you, um, mm-hmm. started to fall out after seeing three, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it didn't stick to me, you know, uh, right. as much, but I, I think the screen one and two was fine with me. I think so, too, um, yeah. I, I think after after third, you know, um, you know, a lot of times also, that's, I remember going to school also, it was very hard to see movies after also. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought they were, they were they were really popular, too, you know. You know, not for nothing. The other it just was on Netflix. That that mm-hmm. also was a pretty. You know, um, I know what you did last summer. You know? Oh yeah, that's another yeah, one. That, that movie was good. That movie was good. Yep. And um, I, I, it's it was past my 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 younger years when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it was like, you know in the eighties, but it was it's definitely a, a a very enjoyable movie to watch. See, and there's another one. I think they should just end it on the first one because I didn't enjoy the second one, and after that, as I don't even know if they made a third one. But the first one to me was the best one. Which one? I know what you did last summer. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I agree with you. I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. 
Well, speaking of Netflix, um, are you a, do you enjoy more? Because a lot of people now enjoy more watching TV than going to the movies. Where back in the day, going to the movies was the whole thing. Obviously, I probably already know the answer because you're probably going to say movies. But what do you prefer more, movies or TV shows? Gonna have to go with the movies, <laughs> of course. You know, I, I, there's nothing like having that experience. You know, right? And a lot of times, I have nothing. You know, it's funny because now we jumped into something really big. Okay. You know, the TV series is something that now, you know, even myself, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I'm working on trying. Before, you know, was working on a new film idea, movie, you know, featured idea. Now it's like friends are calling me, "Hey, you got a you got a ter- TV series idea?" So right now, I'm actually. Uh, me and a friend and I we're working on two uh, um, television series because nice. it seems like now there's more money out there and people are like afraid to go put a bigger big investment mm-hmm. on a film than taking that money and actually spread it out to a television series right it's a much better investment than mm-hmm. going there so that's where we're going in that um, I enjoy I do enjoy both I enjoy watching Netflix I just watch you. Oh, okay. Um, this te- television series in Netflix. Did you watch that? No, it's on my queue. It's probably neither the next or the second next series I'm yeah. going to hop on. Yeah, and I thought it was. It, I thought it was well done. Um, oh, was it? Okay. If you, like, if you like horror, it does have the element of horror. Oh, nice. And right. I also enjoy it too because it's shot right here in my you know my backyard. Oh, New there York you City. go. Yeah. And I love that. I love just the whole setting and everything. Right. And it was just it had that creepiness horror element into it and it wasn't like in your face horror though mm-hmm. but it has those element horror and um it 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 it, it, it was well done mm-hmm. i enjoyed watching it and um uh but again you know i i, I there's nothing like going to the movie theaters it's an it's experience true. it's always and that's the thing that we're losing on everything in the new generation you know not to go so like you know about it but it's like the same thing about you know growing up going to the record shop to buy that yes. record or buy that cassette or buy that CD or that DVD. Right. That experience of going to the store and going there with your friends or your family or even yourself just to look around. That was an experience. And now we have empty experiences. Now you just go on the yeah. computer, click. That's what I want. Yeah, you can look through them. You can everything. But it's not that experience that you have a story that you can say, hey, I went out with my friends today. We hung out. We went to the record shop. We went this. We did this. Guess who we saw there? Yeah. We saw this. We saw that. And I found I bumped into something else. The same thing with the movies. And know, it's a story of going there. It's the same thing with how we be, almost began in the earlier conversation we had. Mm-hmm. It's that you can watch. I watched a Terminator yeah. on TV. And I can remember when I saw that movie. I can still remember to right? this day watching <laughs> that movie when I was a little kid. I don't know. I was very small. I wasn't allowed to watch. I shouldn't have been, watch- I shouldn't have been watching it, but I uh, watched it. That was back then. And, and I can say I still remember that day when I watched and I said, holy shit. Right? This movie's badass. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I still remember that. It's, That's what I'm talking about, the experience. You, you can't really do that. I, well, Netflix, I mean, I don't feel like you could do that. Maybe somebody can tell me that, that they can. But it's nothing. Yeah, you probably can, but there's nothing like that movie theater, that experience of that freaking huge t- screen in front of you. I, it's just, you know, I still remember watching Superman, the first one. Oh, it was shit. Amazing. Yeah. It was amazing watching Superman. That music, John Williams coming in and yes. everything. That was Jesus, a nice, man. that was a classic was, score for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like so many movies I watch, 
you know, in, in TV, it brings you back to that day. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody who had a film that they thought was was just well done and it was inspiring when you left that movie theater can remember when they watched that film. It's so true. Like the, the physical contact of stuff, of, I guess, enjoyment. The, that's a perfect exa- uh, phrase. The physical contact of enjoyment is going away. Like like yeah. you mentioned, like even just going to Blockbuster was a fucking day out. You go to Blockbuster, you look at all the movies. Sometimes it's not the movie you want, so you got to pick something else or whatever. And, and same thing with movies. Now they up the game. So to me, I like, there was a point where I was like, yeah, you know what, movies aren't worth it. But now... I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys have it in New York, but we have it up here in Toronto where we have the VIP experience where you could drink and have meals sent to your seat while you're watching the movie. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, not, so, it's, it's not that many, but there, there are new, because it's so damn expensive here in New York City. Oh, because here I think it goes for 20 bucks, if I'm not mistaken, 20 to $30 Canadian, that is, for a person. But then you still got to buy your meal, your drinks, and all that. But again, it's comfortable seats. They lean back, they're wider, so it's not, right. and no one gets to kick your seat. seat yeah, it's slowly seat coming to certain, like, Okay. There's a couple places more and more open, but not as much that you would think there'd be because, again, it's very pricey. Oh, wow. Yeah, we no, do, we, we we do have, a few have the most expensive ticket in the, in the whole country. Why? How much does a movie ticket go for down there? Uh, I think it's $10. And that's American. Which is regular standard. But right. if you want, like, you know, if you want, like, a, um, you know, everything's like IMAX, you know, you're spending almost exactly. like... <laughs> I don't know, like $16, $17. And if you want like super RPM, I mean, it's ridiculous. I know. They have I mean, so many different types yeah, of... Yeah, and that's yeah. not even including the food. You know, I don't know how it is. Yeah, you know, buying a freaking popcorn yep. is $5. Buying a Coke, $5. Yeah, same thing know? here. Okay. <laughs> so it's like ridiculous. But, you know, and um, you know, and the thing is too, if you're going to go into, Man- you know, people come to Manhattan, if you want to go, you got to, it's just a pain in the ass taking this to the train. Oh, this is a pain in the ass. But it's still, true. it's still fun because it it's is still though. an experience thank you you're and going out with your friends you're going out with your family hey i try to go as much to the movies mm-hmm. with my family i usually try oh, to nice. go once every two months oh, there you and go. that's a that's a lot you right know, for, you know for a person uh, uh you know i bring my family and everything like that mm-hmm. and i try to watch you know like uh the thing is um you know, sometimes when you release like three good movies in two weeks, you're like, damn, I got to pick one. I know. But then Guys, it, I got to pick one because it's so expensive, you know. But then it sucks because you go through the, like the dry spell period, which I guess is tends to be now, like after the Christmas part where there's really nothing. And it's like, I want to go, but there's nothing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, when I watched Spider-Verse and it was oh, a choice between Spider-Verse, Bumblebee. Oh, wow. Okay. And what was the other one? And we just decided to say, okay, let's go with Spider-Verse. Yeah, I heard that that's a good flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely enjoyable. It was definitely uh, very visual, very beautiful done. So going back to Netflix, um, I don't, well, again, you're an 80s baby, so you know. Did you, you used to watch Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> yes, yes. I heard they're going to reboot it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now that's what well, I'm leading into something else. What do you, as as someone who produces content and original content and ideas, what do you think of reboot sequels in in the in the movie and the TV industry, look, it's uh, you know it, it's safe, you know, so it's something that's true. That, you know, it is a producer's dream to be able to be able to get your hands on content that you're able to license, you know, or get you know option for where you're like, okay, you got permission to do. So it is right. a dream to do something like that, you know. But you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's a, <laughs> 
I don't have nothing really against it. I mean, you know, we come to the point, you know, um, no one wants to take chances on doing I things. Know. I mean, come on, look, look at all the movies that come out. It's usually a sequel <laughs> or something that was done in the 80s, right? It's so true. And, and again, uh, piggybacking off of uh, Unsolved Mysteries, like, for example, they have, like, they just signed Eddie Murphy is doing Coming to America 2. Yeah. You, you got Bad Boys I, I, 3 that's filming. Ghostbusters 3, that's the actual sequel from Part 2, is coming out as well. So yeah. you got all these like reboots and remakes. And and how many Halloweens, again, speaking of Halloweens, have come out. And Predators, there's another genre that yeah. it just seems uh, like it's a different movie. I was movie. talking to my friend the other day. I said, dude, everything is basically back from the 80s or somewhat <laughs> by the or late 70s. Right? I mean, I mean, think about it. I just told you Spider-Man. I mean, that's... Oh, not, wow, that's I going mean, way back. That's yeah, not really... It's not really 80s or 70s because Spider-Man came out but the the, the, the comic boom yes. was in the 80s mm-hmm. okay so even the Transformers yep. you talk about Bumblebee is the 80s my favorite cartoon yeah and even when Halloween even though it came out in late 70s the big boom was you know making that sequel 2-3 and it was right there in the 80s Friday the 13th the 80s mm-hmm. you know I think you know I mean, everything comes from, again, is reboot from that era, and it's yep. starting to more and more look like that might be one of the best horror or film decades uh, that we can, you know, arguably say it can be. I, th- I personally think so, even or, with, like, or, or, action or just, stars, I'd too. As, as the most creative, you know, even music forms and everything, there were so many music uh, uh, genres was created during the 80s. So do you think, as humans as a whole, we're running out of ideas? <laughs> Or are we just scared? Uh, good question. I say, I don't know. I don't know if we're running out of ideas. I think what happened is things became so easy for us mm. that people were not able to be creative. That's a good answer, yes. Uh, and when you give things to people that's so easy, I give an example what's easy. Mm-hmm. When we have an internet, yeah. right? People created a style of knowing how to dress, learn mm. how to dress. Right. And everyone, someone, everyone kind of had their own style. And then music, of course, watching music videos, you create that style. You you you, you create that style around that kind right. of music form, everything. But you know, but there was a thing about creating a new style of a dress code. Mm-hmm. So now. When people want to learn how to dress, they go back for reference. They go online and say, oh, let's see what they used to wear back in the days. Right. Maybe I could copy them. Yes. Oh, let me copy this look. Oh, this is how they used to dress in the 70s, how they used to dress in the 80s, how they dressed in the 90s, even the 2000s. Right. So the internet is giving so many references of what style you could rip off mm-hmm. and take. But if there was no internet, you would have to think. You had no choice to be able to t- think and say to yourself, Damn. I got to make my own style. How? Right. And your brain, you know, you start to explore and, 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 you know, figure it out, research, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. These guys who, who design clothes and stuff like that. And I think that's what happened. I think we've become so easy access to everything and, and made people so much lazier. Yeah. And there's no more point. There's no more, there's no more, no more reason of being creative anymore. And that's where we come back to with films and stuff like that with, you know, uh, um, you know, big studios don't want to take chances no more making original content that have original screenplays and anything like that. Even myself as a filmmaker, it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to make original, you know, 
everything is look everything is taken spin off right of course you, you take yeah, a little bit here and there and make it your own but there's yeah. always there is some sort of originality into it like for example i wanted to make let's say i'll give you an example i wanted sure. to make and i love every genre as i told you yeah of course i wanted to make a drama love story okay sure no one's gonna watch it, dude you know how hard it is for me to go out there and sell it to people this yeah. idea and everything like that right this whole different stories a whole different kind of like you know, uh, original screenplay of this story about this guy. It's yeah. very hard unless you got an A-list actor, mm-hmm. you know, an A-list producer. Right. And I think that's a lot of filmmakers, you know, that's why we tend to love horror and we get into horror because not a lot of times the element, we you don't need that A-list actor. The element is the fear itself, the fear of the story and everything. Like I almost compare horror to like punk rock music. Like, you know what I mean? Like you do your own thing and you like, you're not on that path, so to speak, as like the popular kids are. Right. Yes. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. And a perfect example. I give, give grief. I get actually fifty-fifty split. I, I, I want to know your take. Did you watch Terrifier on Netflix? No, I did not. I heard that the clown, right? Yes. Uh, no, I, my uh, my actually my son saw it and he he, he had mixed reaction. He was kind of confused about it. But no, I didn't. I didn't watch that. Okay. Well, that to was... me, it's I I like it because it's I, I don't really want to ruin it too much without. And so you don't have an opinion based on it, on my opinion, yeah. but it's, it, it's original. Let's just put it that way. It's original and it sets out to do what it's supposed to do. And I think that's what people don't realize. And that's why I like it so much. I'm gonna, you know what? I, 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 I wanted to watch it, but usually when I have, when I watch something, I have a, a, a you know, it's more than one person. Of course. Yeah. And, and I usually get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, yeah, I'm gonna try to see if I could watch that. Yeah, yeah, you should put it on your list and then uh, DM me or something one of these days and let yeah, me know yeah, what you actually think about it. Because like I said, yeah, I got fifty fifty. I see, I see it more and more popping in like Instagram. Like right, people have memes about it and stuff like that. And I'm starting to starting to get like it's starting to have like a, a sort of like a cult following. Exactly. Thank you. Yes, and I think that's yeah. what they sought out for, and they've accomplished it, and it's getting word. And even yeah. if you don't like it, people are watching it, so it's doing its job, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like the, like that other film. What's called? I think it's called Baba Duke. Is it called? Oh, yeah, I uh, that, uh, that got that started to get like a cult following. I and think then it's I'm like, Baba what Duke, is yeah. this? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, what is it? And then I watched it and everything. And then you know they still have like a cult. I I I've read when when I first watched it that they right. were thinking about doing a sequel to it. I don't I don't oh, know wow. whatever happened. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, what about video games? Are you a gamer? Oh, dude. I mean, come on. You should know that, man. You Ooh. also, growing up in the 80s, we had oh. no choice. We didn't have internet. That was our internet. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, as a, as, as a gamer now, no. Okay. Uh, I, I, I do love still playing uh, Black Ops Zombies. I still play it to this day. <laughs> okay, right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I still play it. Um, I do have all the systems. All right. Um, it's just very hard, you know. At this time to play it in games, but yeah, I've 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 been from day one have every single system, you know, from Commodore sixty four wow. to ColecoVision. Oh to yes, Atari, I had ColecoVision. To, you know, then the Nintendo came, right? Sega, and then you know, go on and on and on. I had every single one, every single one of those suckers, and then it started. <laughs> uh, you know, Resident Evil started to come out, and then Thank I would you. say I started. You know. Uh, I wouldn't say getting a life, but you know, starting going to school and everything. I would, I, I started to say, I, I would start, I would start to stop during um, Grand Theft Auto. 
Okay. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. It started to come out. Yeah. It was really cool. It was starting to take a lot of my time. Yeah, that's when games started And then being um, yeah. I started to, after a while, it was like it started to fade. But I, st- mm. I still play with people. I st- but now I, I, I just, you know, I'm not online. I'm not internet. I'm not doing, right. you, know, uh, you know, Clash of Clans. I know it's really popular. <laughs> One of my friends is really big on that game. And, right. Um, but no, not, not as in... Um, not as a serious person, but once, I would say once a week. Oh, like, yeah. I like, uh, and I'll tell you, uh, I do play Cuphead. Um, What's I'm still that? trying to complete. Um, Never heard of it's, it. It's it's a Cuphead. It's a, it's an amazing game. Okay. And it's a great story for a lot of your fans uh, who are listening to you because it, it, it's these two uh, brothers that created this game called Cuphead. All right. And they were so persistent in the game because the backstory, of the, I love the backstory of it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, uh, I think it's like 12 or 15 years they've been working on this idea and they released it one time earlier, but the, the graphics wasn't as good as it now. They can do things and they kept on being persistent. And they finally came out and now coming out with the second one. And their game is, um, I can't even, it's very hard to explain, but their, their inspiration is during like the 40s and 50s uh, cartoon animation that was like kind of like the competitor of Disney. Oh, okay. And one of the one of the brothers draws the the artwork. It's amazing. If you could, if you have a computer in front of you, it's called Cuphead. And Cuphead. Uh, okay, I'm gonna Google it. It's a now. very competitive game. It's really hard. Um, I'm still up to the dragon. I'm like seventy percent to the game. But I was playing it the weekend. I, I love that game. I'm kind of more of the adventure kind of guy. Okay, right. You know, um, you know, I love that whole uh, Donkey Kong Country and yes, uh, like the side scrollers. You know, kind of, yeah. The Barracuda. Uh, oh, Crash. Kind of. Yes. Yeah, I'm like that guy. I was never really into... I Don't get me wrong. I played them. Like the car games. I was never the car guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sports games. Um, only the football I would play. Like Madden. Okay. Like I never got into the baseball, the soccer, or I never got into that. Um, shoot 'em up games. I, I, I like, you know, like, again, the, the zombies I love and all that stuff. Resident Show, the one player game I love. Yes. But I think it always comes down to I really love those adventure games. Like, this, you know, I don't know. A lot of people say that it's that kind of kiddish, but I like it. Mario Brothers and all that stuff. <laughs> no, don't, don't get me wrong. I love it too. Like, for me, my favorite horror game of all time was Resident Evil 2. I, I don't think, and now they yeah. just, as of this recording now, it's actually dropping tomorrow. They're doing a remake for the ps4 and it's getting already rave reviews but i can't yeah. wait to touch on that one but yeah that's what sucked well actually resident evil 1 sucked me in but resident evil 2 put me right over i was like they could actually make good horror games because before that you really didn't have a really good horror game like they tried on the nes i don't know if you even saw they're like a friday the 13th and they had yeah. even a nightmare on yeah. elm street but that was that was just garbage yeah and remember um uh, Super Graphic 16. Oh shit! Yes. <laughs> you remember they had that um, the guy with the chainsaw was like inspiration for, for like oh, uh, what's that game called. Are you talking about Splatterhouse? Yes. yes there you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty like that was like one of the very first times too that the horror was pretty cool with the chainsaw. Like, yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. yeah, you're right. You know what? That was probably the first real good horror game out there. Was yeah. probably that. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a, Damn, a classic. Going way back, dude. <laughs> hey man you know what those games still hold like now i find myself especially with my wife because she's not an avid gamer i admit i guess i have no life because i still play video games a lot but my wife really doesn't so when she does want to play we we go back to like the classic nes super nintendo type games and and i have a blast tell you the truth they still hold up they do you know i, I bought the um the original nintendo box uh nes oh yeah yeah that's what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. And, and you want to laugh i bought it um for uh duck hunt 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. How about I this? Have all these dumb, like, what is it? it says, I just bought for Christmas. I bought um, the Switch. Oh, the Switch. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I haven't really had time to play with it. You know, my sons play with it, but I haven't had time to play with it. But uh, um, I'm still, you know, since we grew up during that era, you know, mm. it's it's funny because the game, the controls. Once you know those controls from the '80s, and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's still the sort of the same game system, you know, play kind of the controllers, you know what I mean? You, it's you true. You know how to use it. You know how to use, you know how to play any game basically. It's so true. And, um, uh, I haven't got a chance to play with them, play with them that much, but, uh, I do play, like I said, recently I've been playing Cuphead a lot. If you get a chance, just Google Cuphead. I think part two, like I said, is coming up. Or I think, it can, I think it was really already released, but it's a really cool uh, game. They, they have started to sell a lot of merchandise in stores now. Like in, uh, Think Geek, I think it's called the store. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Think Geek or Geek Thinks. Because I just Googled it. And I, it looks, I went to the other day. They had a lot of like Cuphead merchandise. It's like, wow. It's starting to cross over. It looks like it's available for like Xbox, PS4, for all these systems. I thought it was just like a, a phone-type game. Yeah, yeah. That it's uh, Actually, I got it on the Xbox. Yeah, there you go. I downloaded it on the Xbox. But it's really, really hard. That's like one of the biggest complaints. But I like it because it's not like the game that you could finish like in like one day right i had that i had that game for months and it's like oh, wow. these boards are taking me like a couple weeks to beat no like, that that's not for me i can't the, the listeners know it, i can't it. i i like not, when i was younger to get me wrong i loved a tough game even though i probably threw enough controllers through the wall but now as i'm getting older i want the experience more than the challenge so to me i play everything on easy even though i c- could probably play on hard it would just take me longer but i, I, I do play on easy <laughs> Oh, it's still hard. <laughs> no, no, but it's funny because um, um, I went, I went to um, oh man, what's the thing? Was it uh, games? Um, game GameSpot, Spot. yeah. GameStop, yeah. And um, I asked the guy if he ever played uh, Cuphead, mm-hmm. and the first thing he said is like, "Oh, that game is hard." And I was like <laughs> laughing. I was like, "Yeah, I know." I was like, "I." <laughs> trying to beat this board for weeks and it's just luck you know it's just those days that you just feel good and you yeah. just boom you beat it like oh i beat it i don't know how i did i just beat it it's just like one of those oh my god all right so i was wondering if you want to partake in the dumb laws game i'm bringing it back this week it's been on a two-week hiatus because i had a, my 100th celebration and last week i gave out some uh, awards for past guests so i'm bringing back the dumb laws game would you like to tackle it yeah yeah let's do it all right let's do it okay so you know the gist of it. I'll give you three three laws. You tell me which one's the real law. Okay. Perfect. And and it's in no particular order, so it's one of these three. And there would be three categories, so you could go two for one. You could redeem yourself if you don't get one right. All right, so first three laws are, in Iowa, it is illegal for a man with a mustache to kiss a woman in public. In Arkansas, it is illegal for a one-armed pianist to perform for money. Or is it, in Florida, it is illegal to feed alligators orange-flavored food? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was going to be easy, huh? huh? I'm going to go with the first one. It is illegal for a man with a mustache to kiss a woman in public. Yes. You are correct. Right. That is an actual law. So people in Iowa, so I, I would be fucked because I have a pretty gnarly mustache kicking right now so i wouldn't be able to kiss my wife in public i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing actually to tell you the truth <laughs> that's so funny i would love to know what 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 was the reasoning behind that like 
I know. That's what I always want to know too about these. I, I try and figure out in my head. So like in this instance, I would think that maybe someone with a mustache did something pervy to someone on the street. So they just figured everyone, everyone with a mustache is a perv. So they're like, nope, you can't have a mustache anymore. Yeah, yeah. I guess back in the days, also mustache wasn't cool, right? It was like a oh, weirdo probably had mustaches. That's true too, right? Yeah, you never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. so you've got the first one. Let's see the second group here. So... In Colorado, it is illegal to lie down on a sidewalk. In Nevada, it is illegal to drive a camel down the highway. Or is it? In Washington, it is illegal to have sex with a zombie. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the reactions are the best. <sighs> what was the second one? It was illegal for camel. What state? Uh, in Nevada, you cannot drive a camel down the highway. I would say the second one. Shit, you're pretty good. You're two and oh. You got that one right too. Okay. I don't know where do you found the camel. Com- I try to put common sense to it. That's why I was like Nevada, the desert. Maybe people like I don't uh, know, they figured that they could take a camel out. And maybe they're you know. I just was trying to put things together, and then people probably have done it before. True. Like, yeah, but you can't do that anymore. Where the hell are you gonna find a camel in Nevada though? You gotta ship those I, I things over. I just figured that. I figured that Nevada brings like animals. Oh, uh, because like, yeah, uh, you said it. The desert, like you know, the events. Oh, that's right. That's that's what I'm trying to put. I'm putting, and then they just figured, okay, I'm just gonna bring it out. You know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's true. All right, let's see if you could go perfect. It's been. It's very rare that I guess goes perfect with these. So okay, you, you'll be in elite okay. status, my friend. Okay. All right, last round. Pressure. <laughs> in Vermont, it is illegal to ski in a three-piece suit. In New Hampshire, it is illegal on Sundays to relieve yourself while looking up. Or is it? In New Jersey, it is illegal to tan other than at the beach. Oh, my God. This one is like eeny, meeny, miny, mo. It's illegal to... We said urinate, looking up. What was the yeah. second one? Uh, in New Hampshire, it is illegal on Sundays to urinate while you're looking up. I'm going to go with the second one. Fuck. You got it, my friend. You went perfect. Look at that. <laughs> I thought the New, the New Jersey one was going to throw you off for sure. Yeah, you know, I, I did another common sense thing. It's <laughs> Sunday's church, and there's a lot of laws on Sunday because church day. You right. know, every, every state, I would say probably every place in the world has Sunday for this church. And like, you know, uh-huh. there's weird laws here in New York. And of course you can't drink a certain time. Right. Oh, you can't open this places and sun. I said, all right, three, four. Oh man, I'm in the, I'm part of the elite. You are, you <laughs> are. Wow. Look at that. Well, uh-huh. because you're elite status, now I'll allow you to plug yourself and tell people where to find you in your upcoming projects. <laughs> all right. That's excellent. Yes. Well, I have to say thank you for having me on your show. Oh no, it's been a pleasure. Um, I definitely hope that, you know, your fans uh, get intrigued and, this uh, interview and intrigued enough to go into explore zombie with a shotgun and other things that I've done. Uh, I've have a website, of course, zombie with a shotgun there. You could basically, it's a store there. You could buy stuff. Everybody's interested in comics and posters and stuff like that. But I always tell everybody, you know, if, if, because a lot, not everybody's into zombies, right? Of course. Yeah. Um, and, uh, if you just Google zombie with a shotgun, like I said, the first episode will pop up. Just watch the first episode, and if you like that first episode, it's basically it's what you see is what you're going to get. That's basically what we are exploring. We're exploring the zombie point of view, 
and about this gentleman who is uh, has the virus. He's not sure he does. He doesn't have the virus, and why his virus is kind of different than other uh, ordinary zombie viruses. And, and his whole trying to explore of why he's not turning into one as soon as uh, uh, as other zombies do. Mm-hmm. So you can see that uh, that episode and. You can watch the other ones that are also available online, and you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, anywhere. You can find me. Just Google Zombie with a Shotgun. Instagram, you can find me, or Twitter, Zombie with a Shotgun. If you have any questions, you could hit me up on Instagram or um, on Twitter. I will answer. It may take me a day or two. <laughs> um, you could follow me there, and I'll follow you back. I'm not that guy that's not going to follow you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you, you could always uh, be... be, be um, just, you know, like I said, uh, happy to follow anybody back. And there I give up updates of what's going on. And we are going to have the feature film done in, like I said, four to six weeks. And look out for the release of that film. And hopefully you can support it. And by supporting it, the film, we are looking forward to starting a new campaign to do Zion with a Shotgun Part 2. Beautiful. That's fantastic. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. You could also email us questions, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest, the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Obviously, support the podcast. Check out our great sponsors. You could go to poppyapparel.com, use promo code the podcast capital D, get 10% off. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code the podcast25, get 25% off. And go to wehavemerch.com and support me directly by buying my merch. And I'll obviously listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. And every Sunday, we are also available on EMZT Radio. In the afternoon, they have a podcast block. I'm usually one of them. So listen to the show there if you're so inclined to and or if you would rather listen to us on Terrestrial Internet Radio. And also, that is it. I guess there is no more also. Great. <laughs> and, 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 and every time you give your three questions you have to remind everybody that it was only only one person that went three for three (laughs) (laughs) well i think you're either two or three you're either second or third of my guests to do it oh okay 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 so you're not the only one on the top of the mountain okay that's okay i I was hoping i was the only one top of the mountain top of the world i know right (laughs) perfect great man i really appreciate it having me on the show no, again, no, I appreciate for you coming aboard. It's been a blast talking about your movie. All continued success and hope Zombie with a Shotgun blows through the roof and becomes the next big thing, man. Thank you so much. Definitely. On that note, he's Hilton. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Take care. Bye.